Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, Smokey and the Bandit are in town, trading for a truck driving career, and Kelly Blue Book's 2023 Best Buys. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery with Bud and Tim right now on North Georgia's News Talk AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut, and Tim P. Pasquale, a pollster to the stars. Tim, how are you doing today? I'm fine, Bud. How are you? Good. 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 Are you, are you doing, uh, still doing grappling work or you, uh, oh, you switched yes. to moving? Now? We're, we're moving now. You're I've moving. got, I moved the log pile and, and disposed of it. Now we're Move, moving. Moving. It's such a 32 years of accumulation. My wife's like, you're never going to fit into that T-shirt again. Why are you? Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not sorting the stuff now, are you? Nope. Nope. I'm putting it all in a box. Someone can sort it after I'm dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Going on right now, Michelin Raceway, Road Atlanta. Trans Am Atlanta Speed Tour continues uh, throughout t- today and tomorrow. And the Bandit Bash is today only. Oh, yeah. Eastbound and down. What What a party. It is a party. It's a party. You'll have, you know, you'll have a Smokey and the Bandit characters there. You'll have some movie cars there. The A-Team mm-hmm. will show up. Uh, some of the Dukes will show up and uh, Dukes of Hazard. And it's, yeah. it's just a great time. It just kind of takes you back in time. Also, um, AMP, Atlanta Motorsports Park, has got public karting today, tomorrow, and next week. And they have a Jay Zilla uh, high performance driving experience coming up shortly. Check their calendar and uh, see what's going on. Atlanta Motorsports Park, Duck Thurman Road up in Dawsonville. Okay. Also, next weekend, Cruising for a Cause. Now, this is a monthly uh, show that's going on first Saturday of every month through August 5th. It's at the Buford High School, and they help out local charities with this Cruising for a Cause. So mm-hmm. uh, check out that car show. Okay. Will mm-hmm. do. That's we'll a do. great venue, that Buford High School. Yes, That's it a is. a huge place. Not far from you, though, is it? No, not far at all. What do you usually take to the car shows? You usually take uh, the Cadillac? Yeah, the Cadillac or Jody's MR2 Spider, which we did a complete redo of. I, I still got to put an exhaust system on the uh, 66 Dodge pickup, so I could, I'm really excited to start Oh, yeah, that'd it. be cool to take yeah. to the car show. So, yeah, What's I'm, the Cadillac's name? I forgot. It's Ruby. Ruby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very interesting story. Not about Ruby. There's probably a few about that too, but uh, Amelia Earhart. Yeah. And her Cord. Cord 812. Cool, cool car. It was broken up and disappeared for many, many years. It was uh, one of the last cars that she drove before disappearing over the Pacific Ocean in 1937. Uh, it's going to be added, or it has been added, to the National Historic Vehicle Register. The 1937 A12 Phantom is the 33rd vehicle added to the list, which is kept in the Library of Congress with the collaboration of the Haggerty's Drivers Foundation. And uh, it, it chronicles notable vehicles. Right. Among among them are the 63 Chrysler Turbine car, uh, the Bullet uh, Mustang, 
and the Dodge Challenger known as the Black Ghost. Right. What right. was the Black Ghost from? What uh, movie was I, that from? I don't know. Was I, that a movie car that you guys did? I don't even know. we got to go look that up. We'll Phil, that's that your out. homework, the Black Ghost. The Black Ghost. But you know what's interesting about Amelia Earhart's Cord 812 is, you know, this was a front-wheel drive vehicle yep. and had a Lycoming engine, which was an aircraft engine, and it had hideaway headlamps. This was in 1937. But the, the hideaway headlamps were actually airplane landing lights made by Stinson right. Aircraft Company. Wow. 289 cubic inch, eight-cylinder. Now, was that a straight eight? Yeah, it was a straight, yes, straight, straight eight. eight engine. Mm-hmm. And they had a 170-horsepower supercharged model that was also offered. Uh, her George, her husband, George Putnam, had to convince the courts to let him sell it after an extensive uh, search failed to find her. Um, due to California law, required a seven-year waiting period before a missing person could be legally declared dead. So... He was uh, granted permission, and the car became a history of its uh, of its own. It went through several owners until it was purchased by an aeronautical engineer named Charles Sternberg. He didn't know its history, and he swapped the engine into another car. Right. Oh, man. Uh, he later sold it to Gene Hansard of Montana, and this guy discovered it while he was selling antique wooden cartwheels. <laughs> Now, it's a 36, it's a 1936 car that was one of 21 Fantons, Fatons, Fantons, is that? Phaeton. Phaetons, which mm-hmm. were renumbered as 1937 models after sitting around unsold for too long. Wow. So eventually, a fellow named uh, Foster, I'm trying to think of his first name, not Stephen. Anyway, Mr. Foster, uh, he found the car and uh, purchased it in 1992. He knew it was the, uh, he, he, I thought it was the original body, he says, but it was the wrong one, but I bought it anyway because I knew it was the engine. Then he found out that this was his car, and he finally bought it in 1998 uh, and got the car and engine back together. Right. So, said he drove it some with the wrong engine in it, and then he had it reinstalled and got it painted, and Cord actually helped him the... Uh, Levine Restorations, they are specialists in cords. Now, th- were you telling me that your grandfather had a cord? Yes, a 1931 What a beautiful cord. car. Oh, I'm what telling you. Now, his was gorgeous a sedan, car. but it was, that was the first uh, version of the front-wheel drive cords. Now, I was thinking that the Tucker was front-wheel drive. It may have been... Re- no, the Tucker ha- was rear engine. Rear engine, that's what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, it used a helicopter engine at first. Right, okay. right, and it was air-cooled. Yes, very interesting. Neat, 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 neat stuff. That's that's just a cool story uh, when you see something about that. Now, a few weeks ago, I recorded an interview with Brian Moody. Uh, he's the executive editor of Kelly Blue Book and Autotrader.com, and, uh, which, which we're going to play a little later in the show. But during the interview, we checked out the—he mentioned the unugly new Toyota Prius. Yeah. So we checked it out. You mentioned on another, sh- on another show that we were doing that— uh, the electric vehicle's gotten prettier than the oh, yeah, internal yeah, yeah. combustion cars, in right. your opinion. Right, in my opinion. It right. had something to do with jelly beans or something, but uh, <laughs> that they all look like that. But tell us about the Prius, because it's, well, uh, it's, kind of it's kind of come into its own now. They've made it look, again, un- unugly. 
Oh, ugly. Normal. It looks like I don't a, know what normal is anymore, but well, you know. it's more sleek looking, more swoopy. It's got twice the horsepower now. Well, and it doesn't say look at me because I'm ugly and I'm I'm right. electric. Right. So. It's actually it just looks like a mainstream car. It'll just blend in like a Camry or a Avalon or you know, whatever else. But of course, uh the new Prius has a zero to sixty time of seven point one seconds, which is not that terrible. No, uh, because it, the the twenty twenty two Prius took almost eleven seconds to reach sixty miles an hour, and it's so, got sport mode and some things in it. But it's a good looking car. Yeah, good looking car, and it gets fifty seven miles to the gallon without having to go full electric. I mean, fifty seven miles to the gallon, folks. If you've got a fifty mile one way commute, that is huge. If you start thinking of fuel mileage in terms of how many gallons to go a hundred miles, well, the, the American, the, the average American drives less than forty miles a day, mm-hmm. and I've read a lot of publications that are, that are saying, you know, don't make such a big deal out of this, uh, you know, range thing because a lot of people will never encroach upon it. Right, they just use the range because people have range anxiety, so that's why they put so much or try to add so much range. And this to car, them. this car starts like it. High 20s. High 20s, right. Like a normally priced vehicle that uh, average Joe like me could afford. Well, you need parts for your Toyota Prius? Where aren't you going? Well, you're not going (laughs) to the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast, so that if you miss any of this great information, you can go to Access WDUN and click the links and hit the buttons and listen to the show at your convenience or go to any of the major podcast sites and catch the show anytime you want to. But for sure, go up to Cornelia when they open the store up there. They open no, there? that's Clarksville. They're, they're, they're up and running. No, that's Cornelia. No. Year one is Cornelia. They, oh, year one. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 You're confused, bud. I'm confused I know. with you the... you got complete auto parts. Complete auto parts Which is in also Cornelia. in Cornelia. Yeah, that's true. And Clarksville. All right. We'll be right back here, Bud's Garage, North Georgia's new stock. WDUN. Keep it straight. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, brought to you by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned, nationally backed, and happy to serve you. They are happy to serve you. You know who else is happy to serve? The local community. Yeah, who? Linear Technical College. Oh, absolutely. Today we have got the CDL program instructor in here. He is uh, Joe Federico. Joe, welcome to the uh, scene of the crime. Hey, Joe. Garage. Uh, glad to be here with you guys. <laughs> uh, how, how did you become involved with Lanier Technicals College CDL program as an instructor? Oh, well, it's kind of funny. I was out there driving a truck for a living, and uh, my wife works in the registrar's office there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, when the job posted that they were looking for a director for the CDL program, um, she came home and said, well, you need to apply for this. And I said, I don't know that I have any business in the technical school world. I'm a truck driver. And uh, she said, yeah, but you'd be a good instructor. So I went ahead and applied for the job, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's the guy in the room that said, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. What committee? Somebody, yeah, I'll do so it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was the only one. Uh, right. It involves well, a little so more than got... driving a truck, though. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> everyone who's out there on the road, maybe not everyone, but a great majority of people who are out there on the road, over the road truck drivers, at some point wish that they could get a gig close to home 
where they could be with their families instead of sleeping in a truck stop every yeah, night. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, I, when I came off the road, I, I wasn't running across, you know, I wasn't running over the road. I was running local, so I was home every night. Mm-hmm. But I was I was hauling steel coils. And, okay. Yeah, coils and flat blanks uh-huh. for a company out of And the when road. they say uh, home every night, does that mean you get home at midnight and you got to be back up at 6 o'clock in the morning? <sighs> there were days like that. Yeah, yeah right. Yep. That's, that's a misnomer when they say home every night right because i had a couple of those jobs yeah mm-hmm. right they didn't say who's home right at least when you're out <laughs> on the road you could get a decent night's sleep yeah know? so yeah. so when did your uh, first group of students uh start oh uh, we started on january 9th with the first group we're okay. bringing this uh program back up after the um the covid right yeah know? yeah and uh we should we, they had it shut down for about three years so we we brought it back up and uh you know i'm i'm just about done got a couple more weeks with this first group of students and it's amazing from where they started to see how well they progressed and where they're at now now this is a new gig for you teaching but but tell us what it's like when you see the light bulb go on with with the students um it's really fulfilling for me you know Mm -hmm. from the instructor point um you know i enjoy it i'm enjoying them they're a great group very diversified group we we have ages from in this uh, class we have seven students ages 19 to 61. Wow. And wow. Um, two are females. And, um, you know, so it's it's really been a great group. They, they've all rallied around each other. They help each other. They cheer for each other, you know, with different cool. things when they That's learn cool. new, new uh, maneuvers and stuff. Is, is there an age limit for a truck driver? <clears throat> um, 18 to get your CDL, but that, that leaves you driving intrastate, which is only in the state. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, to get, you know, be, you've got to be 21 before you can drive. Over what's, the, what's the other end of the spectrum? As oh, far as age? As yeah. age goes. Uh, I want to get in a rig. That's just saying. I used to tow trailers all over with race cars a, in them. But, as long you know. as you can pass a DOT physical, sure. you can drive when you're 90 years old. Absolutely. And really? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I may have to sign up just for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be good fun. Where where does the eight what does the eight week program consist of? And this is amazing. Eight weeks that doesn't make you, you know, an over the road trucker. But eight weeks gets you into a, a career start that is amazing. It, it does. It gets you into a good career start. Um, you know, it, it's like any um, type of, of career with uh, being a journeyman. It takes a long time um, for for that to happen. But um, our two weeks um, ELDT training as the first two weeks, mm-hmm. which is federally mandated training. Uh, it's mostly done on the computer, um, different uh, general knowledge, air brakes, that type of thing. I'm out. It's on the computer. <laughs> Can I take a truck apart instead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that works, too. Um, we have a diesel mechanics program for that, too, oh. also. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then the following two weeks, we do a lot of what we call range work, which is all the backing maneuvers that, mm-hmm. the, that the drivers or the students are going to be required to do for their CDL testing. And then the last four weeks is, uh, they call it behind-the-wheel work, which is actually on the road. We take the students out for four weeks, and uh, it's like 75 contact hours where we have them out there on the road driving um, all different conditions. You know, we, we, we're oh, in yeah. states, we're around town. Um, so do you get around a lot of uh, tight places in town to give them a feel for... We try to, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I, we don't want to put the public at risk, to be honest We've with got you. a collision program. <laughs> well, it couldn't be any worse than being out there with Bud and Bill. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it, it really is an all-encompassing eight weeks, and uh, it gets, uh, you know, it gets busy. 
Well, what, what types of trucks and trailers are you using for the training? Um, right now we're using, um, we have Kenworth tractors. Wow. And 53-foot uh, um, uh, dry van trailers, uh -huh. box okay. trailers, if you will. Um, so it's pretty much the industry standard of what's out there. Um, they are 10-speed manual transmissions. Okay. But um, we are looking to update the fleet because, you know, probably 70 to 80% of of, you know, the industry has gone to it's automatics. It's gone to automatics. But if you get, if you train in an automatic, you get licensed that you can only drive an automatic. That, that and that kind of limits your employment options down the road somewhere. It, it does. Um, that's why we want to, we do encourage uh, training on the 10 speed. Sure. Now. But, you know, at the other side of that, though, is that if you have a student that just can't get the hang of the ship, right. the big truck transmissions, then you, you can always back them in and still get them into a career with an automatic sure, know, restriction sure, sure. license. What's the advantage? What's the advantage of the automatics over the over the standards? I'm I'm, I'm guessing it's got something to do with fuel management. Uh, it, um, it, it does have to do with fuel management, wear and tear on the truck, that kind of thing. Wear and tear on the clutch system and and the transmissions. You know, they're they're probably fifteen thousand dollars a piece for those transmissions. Mm -hmm. So it keeps an inexperienced driver from ripping the drivetrains out more. Or less. You don't want to keep the diesel maintenance program going that strong. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. services the truck, by the way? Does your diesel program do it? Uh, no, actually, um, they are very limited on what they're allowed to do because we can't have students working on vehicles that students are going to be driving. Ah, uh, liability stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So most most of our service work is done by dealer, the dealerships and um, yeah. state state regulated um, uh, service places. So what's what's the outlook for employment and wages in the trucking industry these days? Well, I, I think most of our students, you know, if you're going to go into that industry, you're going to start with one of the mega carriers, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be able to put, a, you know, a, an inexperienced driver in a seat and go through some of their training. Right. Um, but, you know, for a first year, I, I think a student realistically can look at a forty to $60,000 a year. Wow. Career. Okay. And then, you know, depending on how far they progress, what they progress into. I mean, $100,000 is not a year is not unheard of. Right. Well, and it should be for the amount of time that you spend out there. Now, do you have uh, companies coming in looking for uh, graduates? I, I have had phone calls from, from different recruiters that are looking mm -hmm. for students coming out. Um, like I said, most of the students, when you go to work for another carrier they, they're going to have them uh, go through their own their own training program right right, right, right. and um, you know the mo more than likely they're going to group them up with another experienced mm -hmm. driver for a little while that's why they tell us to stay away from swift trucks right <laughs> i'm not going to comment on that <laughs> all right what are, what are your plans uh, for the program as it progresses well uh, you know our president tim mcdonald is has dedicated totally to this program so um, we are getting all everything we need to for support. Um, we are looking to grow. Um, we've just hired um, a lab assistant, and we are in the process of hiring another instructor. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the growth of the program is important to me. I want to I want to be able to put more students through our program, and um, the only way we can do that is with more help. Well, how can folks learn more about the program? Um, they can uh, look at LanierTech.edu. Um, website. Um, they can also apply there to the school um, to get registered into the program. Uh, the The application and the registration process are kind of two different things. Right. The students have to have some skin in the game to get into this program because Good. they are going to have to go 
on their own and get their uh, CDL Class A learner's permit, right. they're going to have to have a DOT uh, physical, a DOT drug screen, and a seven-year pretty fairly clean MVR. Good know? deal. So, um, you know, before they can get registered into the program, they've got some skin and some yeah. time in the game. You know? Right. Um, but, yeah, we definitely want to increase our throughput. You know, that's that's big to me. I think that's big to Tim uh, McDonald, and that's, and that's big for the school. Well, good deal. Joe Federico from uh, Lanier Technical College CDL program. Stop in and visit with him or check him out at LanierTech.edu. We'd love to have you. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. Shop, garage, or driveway, they have the tires, parts, and professional advice to help you get the job done right. If you need professional advice on the right car for you, our next guest is just uh, just the guy to talk to. That would be Brian Moody from Autotrader.com. Hey, good morning, Bud. Hey, Brian. How you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Uh, here we go. Well, our next guest is Brian Moody from Autotrader.com and Kelly Blue Book. And he is a great friend of the show, Bud's Garage, and also a great friend of the podcast, Bud's Garage Overdrive. And uh, he is, he's got his pulse on everything that's going on. Brian, welcome back into Bud's Garage. Thank you for having me. I, I think I'm going to get my own desk pretty soon, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> we had to send Tim out to uh, the gas station to get some Krispy Kremes. He was going to crash and burn if he didn't have some sugar. So it's just you and me this morning. You know, I've, I've been wondering about the, the, all the car shows and stuff that are out there. I've been wondering about all the car shows. We're in the, we're in the first quarter of the year, and all the mags have their uh, car of the year, truck of the year, performance vehicle of the year, etc. And uh, I was wondering, you know, you, you have to sift through all this stuff when you're a consumer. And, and, you know, what you do helps us out so, so much because we can just go to your website. So uh, give, me, give me a little insight to what cars have made your best car list in the various categories um, for the consumers out there. Yeah, we have our list of the best new cars for 2023, and unlike some other publications, we try to give it, uh, you know, sort of a broad spectrum of cars, different price ranges, different um, vehicle types. So there's performance cars on our list. Uh, We have the new Z06 on our list. That's the Corvette Z06, we think is an excellent performance car. It's not exactly affordable, but, you know, uh, it's a 670 horsepower mid-engine two-seat supercar, I think, you know, $105,000 is still a bargain compared to what else is out there. Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. But that's on our list. And, and then we also, at the, at the completely opposite end of the spectrum, is the new Toyota Prius. And I think anybody who listens to your show probably is going to wonder, why would we be talking about the Prius? And that's fair. Um, you know, the new one is not just an improvement. It's a dramatic improvement to the point where I think it's actually a good-looking car now. And here's the thing they have. There's an option on this new Prius where you can opt for a $150 piece, I think, and it helps to protect your catalytic converter. That's pretty smart. Oh, yeah, absolutely. On top of that, it's a $27,000 car with gets about 60, 000, or 60 miles per gallon, and I just think it's good-looking. So there's lots of variety on the list. The new Z is on our list. That's a 400-horsepower turbo V6 car, manual transmission available, uh, manual transmission available on the Civic Type R that's on our list. 
manual transmission available on the new Acura Integra. So we have performance cars, but we have some run-of-the-mill cars too, like the Kia Sportage and the Honda CRV. What What amazes me is when we're talking performance cars. You know, you, you mentioned the Z06. We know that's the, um, you know, the one end of the spectrum. But you can also get some pretty hot little cars for 35, 40, 45 grand that would be considered performance cars. Yeah. Uh, wh what is, what's your opinion of some of those? For sure. Well, so the Z that we mentioned is about a $39,000 car. It's probably going to be more like forty-two when you add the features that you want. So right. that's relatively um, affordable. The Integra I mentioned was about a $31,000 car. That's a reasonable performance car. One of the ones people might not know about is the new Corolla GR. Oh, yeah. It's a version of the Corolla that everyone knows and loves, right? Everyone knows the Corolla reliable, sensible, you know, good value. <laughs> but this new GR version is about $36,000, and it's a five-door hatchback with a turbocharged engine making 300 horsepower, all-wheel drive, a six-speed manual transmission, high-performance brakes, and a big wing on the back. So that is a very fun and likely will be reliable new performance-oriented car, and it's from Toyota. So everyone knows Corolla, but this is a whole different Corolla than the one you might be thinking about that your neighbor has parked down the street. I, th I think this thing is going to become a cult car because it's a little quirky looking, but I think it's like the, like the Mini is. Cooper. You get in it and you drive it, and it's going to put a smile on your face. Yes, and I think people are going to fall in love with it the way that they've you know, other odd cars. Um, Mini is a good one. Saab is another one of mm -hmm. those. Uh, there's just certain cars, the MR2, that, where people just, they just love it. And it might not make sense on the surface, but it delivers this bang for the buck that is really just uh, hard to put into words how much fun and how cool this thing is. And, I, you know, it's it's great that we're that we're having some fun cars come out of the the quagmire that we've been in. Like you, you talk about the Prius, you know, being a good-looking car. And you also talk about the catalytic converter uh, portion, you know, being able to protect the catalytic converter. People need to remember the Prius is a, is a hybrid. And I still think the hybrids are, are you know, going to stay ahead of the curve here for quite a while before we, you know, all fall off the electric cliff. Yes, I agree. And so, you know, trends come and go. And think about this when you hear the... You know, oh, no more, no more gasoline-powered cars. When you hear that, just think back to the 70s when they told us there wasn't going to be any more convertibles. Well, my guess is they sold more than 100,000 convertibles this past year, so that was obviously short-sighted. And that happens a lot in the automotive business. Oh, there's not going to be any more of this, and then somehow they find a way. There was a time when people said no more performance cars, and then what do we have now? We have some really great performance cars. Yeah, that's a good point you bring up. Our guest right now is Brian Moody from Kelly Blue Book and uh, Autotrader.com. And we're, we're talking about the 2023 best cars out there, you know, to, to, take, a, to take a peek at. What, a, what, is a, what are some tips that you have for your listeners to, before they go out and, and start shopping for a car? Should they be all over it online or should they just go to the dealership? Or do they need to know what they, they want ahead of time or just, you know, throw it in the wind. Yeah, I, I, think, I think asking yourself a few questions up front, what's my budget? Um, know your credit score before you go down there. Know what kind of car you're looking for. I mean, you go down to the dealership and <clears throat> their job is to sell you a car. And if you don't know what you want, 
well, they're going to show you a bunch of stuff that you might want. You need to know ahead of time, hey, here's my pretty narrow focus. I need this. I need an SUV. I need to tow. I need to go off-road, and I need to have this. And that's going to be better. And also, if you want to save money, the reality is looking for a full-size pickup, a minivan, or an SUV these days, that's not going to be a way to save money. That's what everybody wants. Right. So yeah. look for one of these hatchbacks we're talking about. Look for a sedan we've been talking about. And that is a better way to save money than to go down there and buy a full-size pickup. And then you tell them, oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you – that's not going to work. They're going to charge what they're going to charge because they know there's a line of people that want that specific thing. Is there is there a one one size fits all vehicle? I mean, if you were going to advise a, a person on you know a good car, a good overall car, you just mentioned a whole bunch of things you can do with a car, towing, blah blah blah, and you know all of that. And you got you got a couple kids, and you know you got a dog. Is is yeah. do we have to get away from? We're talking cars right now, but we're we're inclusive of SUVs and everything else. Is there is there one that jumps out at you? Yeah, I would say a used Chevy Tahoe is pretty much the world's perfect car. It really? Okay. It's reliable. It tows. I mean, what doesn't the Chevy Tahoe do? It has three rows of seats. It's comfortable. It's good looking. It's good for road trips. It can go off road. It can tow. It, it can do all of these things. Now, if you don't need some of those things, then you might want to consider something like, I think the Kia Telluride is excellent. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, everybody has different needs for what their cars are. So what were some of the cars that, that uh, made the top of the list uh, as far as living with every day? Yeah, the Kia Sportage is a good one. That's available as a plug-in hybrid, a hybrid or a gasoline-powered car. We think that's great. starts at about $26,000. Um, the Z, the Nissan Z, we mentioned that. The Honda CRV, just a normal, small SUV, $31,000 roughly. Uh, for electric cars, we have this uh, Genesis GV60. I think that's just an excellent electric mm -hmm. car. Yeah. And if you don't know Genesis, people should go out and give it a chance because it is a really great brand. And also we have the new Acura Integra. Remember they dropped the name Integra some years back. Now they're bringing it back, and it's available as a sedan now. Um, you know, 200 horsepower, manual transmission if you want it that way. And it's a sort of an entry-level luxury sport kind of car and you know that's on our list as well okay where can folks go to learn more about the research that you have done already for more information on this whole list of 11 cars and all and also great shopping tips and tips and buying advice go to autotrader.com and you'll see all that there fantastic brian moody from uh, kelly blue book autotrader.com thanks for taking the time to be with us here at bud's garage on uh, north georgia's new stock wdun Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Tim, what do we say about both of those fine establishments? They are hometown people working together to bring you the best parts, tires, service, and repairs. Absolutely. Check them out at Oakwood Tire and More or CompleteAutoParts.net. Now, the first time that Bud drove a big truck... I know you've driven a big truck, so it's no big deal for you, but the first time I drove a big truck, I was bobtailing, okay? Uh -huh. I worked at a Ford dealership, and we used to service some local delivery trucks that were cab over F600s, I guess. Did they used to have a cab over F600 or F800? And it was a single axle. It was an N-Series 600 cab over. 
Okay, and they had big block they forge in them. That, yeah. yeah, and they used that same cab. Actually, Mack used that same cab as well. Yeah. Yes, it was wow. uh, the I cab was made by Voyerstown, and it was uh, the Max had quad headlights, the Fords had single headlights. Single headlights. Yeah. But it was the same. Basic well, we used to cab. service the trucks at night. I worked mm-hmm. a night shift. We used to service them at night, and then I'd take them down to the. I didn't have a. I didn't have. I don't know. Do you, did you need a CDL to drive that? Not in not in those days. You did. There was no such thing, bud. Really? Well, there might have been a. Uh, well, this was in the late chauffeur's license. Late late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, but I used to drive it after I got done servicing. You know, truck. I'd go down, and pick one up, and bring it back, mm-hmm. and service it, and then take it back. And I do you know two a night or something like that. But yeah. um, you know, I'd drive them back to. I think it was Shays was the uh, the freight company in around mm-hmm. New York where I worked at the dealership. Um, but the next time I drove one was a 10-ton box truck. Does that sound right? Yes. Local delivery. Mm-hmm. And it was a Tremec. Not Tremec truck, but a Tremec transmission that was in the mm-hmm. truck that they were experimenting with. Let me explain. Uh, Tremec has been around for a long time, and uh, they made uh, they made Tremecs, I guess, when they first hit the mainstream in my, in my recollection was uh, the Mustangs. They had the Tremec transmission. Right. They had a T-56 that was hooked to a the 4.6 engines, had the bell housing made on it, stuff like that. Anyway, the Panos cars used Tremec transmissions, mm-hmm. so when we started the motorsports program, I got to know those folks. They invited me to, to uh, Ohio to the plant to see how everything went, and they let me drive this truck around the parking lot. Cool thing about it, it was, I, it was done pneumatically, I believe, at the time, but it, it downshifted and blipped the throttle and did all those things. And I got in that thing, and, man, I felt like, you know, really? Joe Trucker. Yeah. I'm going through the parking lot, and I'd shift up, and then I'd go to shift down. It would blip the throttle and, wow. you know, shift it down. And mm-hmm. it, was, it was a, a clutchless transmission, if really? I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it was just way cool. Yeah. So the reason I bring all that up and took you all around the block about Tremec is they have come out with a torque vectoring 800-horsepower dual-motor drive unit that is going to be available in the aftermarket and according to them you'll be able to drop this thing into a lot of different chassis and have 800 horsepower and a differential and everything all made in in one one fell swoop yeah that's going to be a very interesting setup and it weighs get this 243 pounds right that's amazing so i'm wondering if this is what they dropped into the e-ray corvette they're not, and they're not attaching their name to it, uh, at least from this article. Uh, but they've been out there for 59 years uh, mm-hmm. doing this stuff. And uh, they do the dual clutch gear boxes and all that stuff and uh, semi-trucks. Yeah. You know. So this is going to be pretty cool. Well, all of these manufacturers, I mean, uh, they've been around for, Tremec's been around for a long time in providing transmissions for uh, a lot of the OEMs. Oh yeah. Well, with yeah, the absolutely. electrification coming, they they are actually scrambling to find a spot in American manufacturing. Yeah, but here we go again. It's not a it's not a automotive uh, brand. Mm-hmm. It's not a manufacturer of cars. But here right. they are building a unit, and to come out to be the first one to come out with an eight hundred horsepower unit that is torque vectoring and everything, and mm-hmm. is in such you could put it in a duffel bag. Right. Mr. Duffelbag here, However, our producer, Mr. Duffelbag, you could put this in your duffel bag and have 800 horsepower. It's not, not you the, personally, but your car. It's uh, not the. It's not that motor that's the issue. It's going to be the battery pack 
the size of the battery pack that's going to uh, propel yep. this 800 horsepower. Oh, yeah, but they're kind of looking at uh, teaming it up with the um, Altium battery pack from GM mm-hmm. to use okay. it in some vehicles. So it's going to be well, interesting to see. So I, I went all over the Internet to try to find out how much it's going to cost because some of these units can get kind of expensive. I haven't found a price on it yet. So yeah, I haven't given you homework for a couple of weeks. Okay. See if you can find out what one of these things costs. I, I will. As a matter of fact. I'm that, guessing it's got to be around, it's got to be 15, 20 grand. Well, I'm hoping. You know, our friend Andy Duff. Yep, he's building a... Um, he's building a Mustang, a 64 yeah. Mustang, and, and I saw the unit that's going into there, and it's a very small engine and a huge battery pack, mm-hmm. and the whole setup, I think, was around $80,000. Yep, so yeah. this so, has got to be... Yeah, we're, we're talking about the drive unit now. You still have to give mm, some juice to it. So. Exactly, and well, and you have to have the the proper controllers and interfaces if you want to have things like power steering and air conditioning etc etc and it all adds up well them being involved with the the manufacturers though i think will speed up the process greatly because they're not trying to compete with the manufacturers they're trying to they're trying to provide for the manufacturers right right it'll be it's going to be interesting to see how it all works out you know what else would be interesting right now? What? If we pause for a tool of the week brought to you by Tim's da, 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 da. upholstery okay. and available at Complete Auto Parts. So, since we were just speaking of electric motors, how about a uh, engine stand? Okay. 1,250-pound un- engine stand. So it would no, the easily... stand, uh, it'll, it'll take 1,250 pounds. Right. It doesn't yeah, weigh it doesn't that, weigh no, that no. much. Right. It will take that much. Yes. So, so, even if you've got a huge, big block like a... Uh, 472 Cadillac motor yeah. like I have, and I've been wanting an engine stand yeah. to display it. And it's $199 available at Complete Auto Parts. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a heck of a bargain. And it is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Check it out at Complete Auto Parts. You know what else they've got at Complete Auto Parts? they got the catalog that has the monthly specials that they keep on on the catalog, on the uh, parts counter. Right. So I got to swing over and get the monthly specials. We can start talking about some of the monthly specials they have. What's going on at uh, Tim's Auto Upholstery? As long as uh, we were talking. Well, about we upholstery. we are doing a lot of project cars that we didn't have time to do. That people getting caught up on. Them. Yeah, we're getting caught up on them. So we've got a number of vehicles there right now that are getting huge, big work done to them. Speaking and if, of. If you need anything, yes, I know the Mustang is quarter in, panels, uh, yeah, quarter panels in- and the rear seat. I will have them done for you next week. All right, when I come, you in heard it here. Yeah, you heard it right. first. Don't uh, bring it with the straw or the hay or whatever you. Oh, you mean I got to vacuum? Got vacuum my car you. before I put yeah, your you stuff in there. Okay, all right, right. we'll do. All right, moving uh, back from uh, from wherever that was. Yeah, back from college <laughs> to home for summer. Uh, you might need a truck or trailer to rent, uh, like a U-Haul. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oakwood Tire and More can help you out with that. They have several variations of the U-Haul trucks. They've got right. the trailers. they got the pickup trucks. they got the vans. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking they also have a van rental company that Mike Robertson, the owner, has. And he rents out vans. So you can make a, you can make a party of it. If you got several friends at the same school. Oh, sure. You know, get the dads to all load up in the van, go up there. Get you in get all, all the, the stuff, stuff in the U-Haul truck and, mm-hmm. you know, come home and have a good time at it. Oh, yeah. And they got all the moving supplies, you know, the carts and the blankets and all that kind of stuff. So check them out. Uh, 
at Oakwood Tire and More, 3120 Atlanta Highway. Exit 16 or 17 off of, uh, depending which way you're coming, off of 985. Okay. And they're great folks, too. How about some fun restoring a classic muscle car, Tim? Where are we going to do that? Well, we're going to visit our friends, the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia. Uh, that provide our podcast, and if you miss any of this great information, you can go to Access WDUN, hit the links and click the buttons, and or you can uh, go, go to, to any, of the, time, yeah. ma- any of the major podcast sites and listen to the show anytime you want. Yes, that's, that's for sure. And we also have a standalone podcast, which is called Bud's Garage Overdrive, an ex- extended version of what we do here on Bud's Garage, the radio show. If you can imagine even more of this fun. Yes, the, the, our producer just passed out. All right. <laughs> next, week, next week's guest will be uh, the director of Motorsports Vehicle Technology Program at Lanier Technical College on Bud Scratch Overdrive, the podcast. So we are, what do you say, worldwide, planet-wide, nationwide, Bill? What, what is it called? All of the above? Nationwide is on your side? No, that's no, 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 no. Even the flat earthers are listening. Wherever you get your favorite podcast. Really? Okay. <laughs> Remember to keep between the ditches, shiny side up. We'll see you next week on Bud's Garage, the radio program right here on North Georgia's News Talk AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN. Have a wonderful week. Okay, I will. You too.